You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. And today you are going to get an episode on how to talk to girls, specifically talking about frame control, specifically talking about frame control with Mark Singh, host of the Unapologetic Man podcast. And he is on here today. I believe this is his third time back here on the podcast. We like to have each other on the podcast. We enjoy each other's company. We teach a lot of the same stuff. We like to say it in different ways, but still always end at the same point, just giving you the best advice to meet and attract women and be able to hold their attention and also be a high value guy. And, and in Mark's words, an unapologetic man. And he's going to be speaking to that today when we're talking about frame control. He's going to be talking about how to hold the frame. And I'm just going to give you that teaser. If you're like, what the hell does that mean? You're going to learn about it here. Mark's going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. And it's really important. Honestly, it's crazy that I haven't really talked about that much here on the podcast. I have a little bit, but not in the same exact ways that Mark talks about it. And that's why it's good to have people like him on the podcast to talk about some of this stuff. And it's just super important. And you're going to see that maybe you've heard some of this advice before, but you definitely haven't heard some of it because I haven't talked about all this, like I said, on the podcast. Frame control, super important. Holding the frame. You're going to learn about it in just a bit here. Real quick on updates, I want to thank you all who have been leaving reviews on the podcast. I do see them all. I read every single one that comes through, and it just always makes me so happy to to see it. So thank you much for leaving a review. Thanks for all of you who have been listening over the years. It is just so fun to be able to continue to get new information out to you and help you in the best way that I can. Real quick, I wanted to tell you about Infield Breakdown. Infield Breakdown is a course that I just redid, and it is me doing approaches, live, real approaches, not fake ones, actual infield footage. And you're going to see, in some cases, how I hold frame. Actually, in a lot of cases, how I hold the frame. And again, I know you don't know what that is yet, but you'll see soon enough. But in infield breakdown, you're going to see actual live examples of me holding frame, talking to women, flirting, approaching them, talking to two women, talking to four women at a time, and being able to get numbers from different ones and exactly how I do it. So you're going to see real life examples of how it works. So you will be able to then replicate it and do it yourself. And it's in my program called Infield Breakdown, where you're going to see infield footage and then me breaking it down. So I'm going to be telling you exactly what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. So you will learn firsthand. So you will be able to do it. That's the most important part. I want you to be able to go out and do this as well. And I know at some points you're going to watch it and go, man, he makes it look really easy. But just know that I also did get a lot of rejections. I got those on film, too. And you're going to see those, too. So you're going to see what it looks like to get rejected and also Get numbers and build attraction and get women super interested in you during the day and at night. Lots of examples. I have a link in the show notes. Go ahead and click that. That link will get you to the infield breakdown order page where you can get it yourself. If you're listening to this and you are like, wait, I think I already have that. You, you've already purchased it. Something you've gotten over the past few years. Well, 
Don't delay. Get in there. It's free for you. The upgrades are free. Any program you get of mine, the upgrades are always free. So that means that you'll be able to just get it and know that you're going to have the most updated information on every topic all the time. And if you if you don't have it, what are you doing, man? Get infield breakdown. It's going to change your approaching game so you can see what it's like to talk to girls and exactly how to do it. Link is in the show notes. Check it out. Now, I know you're probably wondering, okay, I want to get to frame control. What's up with this frame control? How does this all work? Well, let's get to it right now. Here is my guest, Mark Singh. Mark, what's going on, man? Good to have you back on the podcast, dude. Appreciate you having me, brother. Yes. Okay. I'm really excited, man, because we're talking about a topic that I haven't talked too much about here on the podcast, and it begs to be talked about so much that uh, I'm just really glad that we're talking about it here, and we're talking about frame control. So before we go into that, maybe give the guys a little background on you. I'm sure some people have already been listening to your podcast. Mark has the Unapologetic Man podcast, which is uh, just awesome, and he's been doing it for how many years now? It's been about four years with the podcast, but been into the dating coaching scene for about 10 years. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Very cool. So I'm sure some of you guys are already listening to him on his podcast. If you haven't, you totally should. He's awesome, has great stuff. And yeah, just give a little background on you for the guys who don't know you. Yeah. What is up, guys? First of all, appreciate you clicking on this. Frame control is the most important thing when it comes to attracting women. So I hope to give you guys the goods today. My name is Mark Singh. I'm an NLP dating coach. NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. Essentially, it helps reprogram your brain and remove bad belief systems, which are highly conducive to attracting women. So if you don't think I'm enough or you have a belief system like another guy would be better for a girl than I would, we essentially remove that and replace it so that you do feel like you're enough. And that's what I focus on. And as Trip said, I have the Unapologetic Man podcast. And guys, Trip, this is the right podcast to be listening to because he's helped me tremendously. Reached out to me initially a couple of years ago and I came on to his podcast and that really helped my podcast. So nothing but love for you, Trip. You are a giver rather than a taker. And Thanks, you, guys are def- you guys are definitely listening to the right show here. Awesome. I love it, dude. You're always so kind. So cool. Well, I'm... I'm- so excited. Like, I mean it. I'm not just saying. I'm really excited to talk about today's topic. So let's dive right in. I want you to tell us, well, first of all, what is a, what is frame? Right? Mm-hmm. What is frame and what's, a, what's frame control? What is all of this? Right. So a frame is basically the interpretation of the conversation. And when it really boils down, there's always one person who's quote unquote controlling the conversation. And that's the person who has the stronger frame than the other person. And to make this easy to understand, we can look at it like you and your boss. When you're speaking to your boss, your boss is essentially controlling the frame. He's the one asking the questions, he or she. He's the one dictating where the conversation goes. And because of that, he is the one who is controlling that interaction and controlling the frame. When a police officer pulls you over, he's the one controlling the frame. When you're speaking to your younger brother, younger sister, you're likely the one controlling the frame. And the important thing about frame control is that a woman cannot become attracted to you, sexually attracted to you, unless you're controlling the frame. 
which again, basically means leading the interaction, dictating where the interaction goes and her feeling like you have more conversational value or conversational quote unquote power than she does. I love it. I talk about this in my Ted formula. I talk about Ted D standing for dominance, which is leading. And that is very true, right? It's like in order to hold the frame, you must be leading, but there's going to be times when you're talking to a woman and what happens, they take the frame Hmm. and it's usually, I feel like it's a lot of alpha females that might do that. Hmm. uh, Or just someone, a woman who's testing you. Sometimes I feel like women are testing you to test to see if you'll be able to get the frame back. What do you think about that? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they all do this. So what they're going to do is put pressure on you, ask you questions, ask you to explain yourself to them, right? So you're talking to a girl in a nightclub and when she does what I call a frame check, it's actually a good sign because it means that there might be some attraction there. So she's going to kind of test you. Like if you go to Home Depot and you're going to buy a piece of plywood to install into your garage, you need to lean on that thing a little bit to make sure it can do the job. Well, it's the same thing with women, right? They have these unconscious things they do, which is to lean on you a little bit, put pressure on you, make you uncomfortable. And one of those things is to ask you why questions, right? Like, why are you wearing that? Why are you talking to us? Why don't you have more friends? Why X, Y, Z? Okay. And we have frame control reversals that we do when women do this to us, but you guys have to pay really close attention to who's the one leading the interaction here? Who's the one in the conversational power? Because if she starts taking it, and here's a really big point, if she brings up boring stuff to talk about and you run with it, she's going to blame you for boring her. So it's your job to steer the conversation into ways that get into her emotions, which we all know emotions are what create attraction. And so it's your job if she brings up the presidential election and you run with it and you guys talk about politics for the next 20 minutes. She's like, well, that was a good conversation. See you later. And you're like, what? I thought we had a great connection and you don't get her phone number. It's because you failed to lead. She was leading it. She led it in a direction that doesn't create emotions, which didn't create attraction. You went with it and then you failed. And a lot of you guys are probably nodding your head right now being like, okay, that's what happened. So yes, women yeah. are going to test you and it's their job to do so. And you, I kind of want you guys to get excited when they're kind of mean to you, right? Which women are, they can be vicious. And I talk to my girlfriends about this and they say, I don't even know why I do it. It's just this thing that comes up. I just want to kind of just say something kind of bitchy to this guy. And I say it and most dudes will explain themselves. Now, Trip, as you know, if I ask you like, hey, Trip, what's up with the haircut, bro? Like you got you got the clown hair going on, the curly hair. And you're like, well, you know, in today's culture, this hairstyle is actually really fashionable right now. It's actually really trendy. <laughs> so like, I, I actually think I'm doing a pretty good job. And if you explain yourself to me, I just controlled the frame on you. And therefore, I have the conversational power. So if a woman's like, hey, Trip, what's up with the hairdo? And you're like, well, and you explain yourself, dude, attraction's dead. So as a general principle, we never explain ourselves to a woman where we're trying to earn her endearment, make her like us. Like guys will try to like sell themselves to chicks, right? Like instant weakness, instant weakness. weakness. I have this job. I got this car. I've done this. My ex-girlfriend's this hot. Dude, you're out. You're out. The thing you should do is tell the girl why you guys wouldn't be good together, right? Like 
I don't know if you've ever dated a doctor before, but usually we're at least $400,000 in debt. So you should never date a doctor. When you say that, it shows that you don't care what she thinks. You're controlling the interaction. You're not outcome dependent. And that is indicative of a strong frame. Yeah, exactly. That's huge. I was going to say something to what you were talking about earlier. When I'm in a conversation with the girl and I'm bored, that's when you know that you've lost the frame. That's one example hmm, of it, yeah. right? It's like when guys are asking like, oh, how do you know when the frame's taken? I mean, I just never myself want to be in a boring conversation personally. But on top of that, just like you said, if the conversation's boring, you're not going to be able to build attraction. There's no emotion there and she's going to blame it on you, which is 110% true. Hmm. So you got to really be paying attention to the conversation and making sure that you are having a good time and that you're not sitting there bored. And so a lot of guys will let the woman take over because it's easy, right? Mark, right? It's like, mm. the, yeah, it's great to sit there and let the woman talk. But if you're sitting there talking and it's great because you're talking to a girl and it's fun and she's doing all the work, but you know that the conversation itself is inherently boring, you've mm. definitely lost the frame there. So, yeah. Or for example, if you ask a girl out and then you ask her, well, what do you want to do? That's the worst thing you can do. The best thing you can do is offer a couple options. And she says, you know, I really like X, Y, Z option. And then you say, cool, let's go do that. And you lead her. I always say in my coaching trip, lead women to where they want to be led, which is extremely important when it comes to frame control. Now, one other thing I want to go into is tonality. One of the worst ways to communicate that you have a horrible frame is to seek rapport with the woman. Seeking rapport is basically trying to become friends with her, trying to earn her endearment, trying to make her like you. And we do this unconsciously by our voice going up at the end of our sentences. So think about a police officer who comes to ask you for your license and registration. Does he say it like this? License and registration, please right? In a supplication, trying to build rapport kind of tonality. No, his voice goes down at the end. So it's, hey, license and registration, please. And it goes down at the end, which communicates authority. So what I always tell my clients, and I'm hesitant to say this on a podcast because this can be vastly misinterpreted, but just hear me out, boys. I'm going to say a caveat to this in a minute, which is I want you to talk to girls like you're the soccer coach and she's a 12-year-old girl on your soccer team. And you're like, hey, Kelly, go ahead and grab the girls, bring them over here. We're going to run some laps. All right, go grab them. And it's that kind of tonality. And I'm, I'm not being condescending to women. I'm not saying they're less than us. I'm simply saying that you need to have that authority in your tonality to communicate subconsciously that you're controlling the frame. So the next time you guys go up to and, and speak to a woman, think of her as your employee. Think of her as your little sister. Think of her as a girl who has a crush on you who you're not really into and that it doesn't really matter what happens and your voice will naturally go down at the end as it should. I want to give you another thought on that. Another way of looking at it is when you are speaking to a dog, right? So when you're speaking to a dog and you want to be playful and fun with it, what do you say? Yeah. Come here, come here, boy, come here, girl. Hey, how you doing? Want a treat? Want a treat? Right. Mm. It's like, it's up in inflection, mm. Right. When you're commanding a dog and the dog shit all over your floor, what are you going to say? <laughs> no, bad dog, bad. You're not going to go bad dog, bad dog. Mm. So I also like to think about it as 
commanding a dog. Of course, you don't have to be necessarily like mean and intense, like a dog or a cop, but at least that gives you the idea of what it sounds like, right? When you're, when you're in that breaking rapport tonality. That's right. It's breaking report trip. Can you imagine how out of context people can take this? Like if they took this recording and broke it up, Mark Singh and Trip Kramer are telling guys to speak to them like they're a dog. <laughs> we can get in real big trouble for that. So, but it's true. You know, you have to speak with that authority, which guys, it's really simple. Is my voice going down at the end or is it going up at the end? And you'll hear this from guys. Like I'll get on coaching calls with dudes and immediately they're like, Hey Mark, how you doing? I'm like, Oh, Big problem right there because I know they speak to women like that. In fact, women are the most common place where men's voices will go up. And I'll hear it in nightclubs. I'll hear it from my clients. And it's the first thing I fix. Just make sure your voice goes down at the end. And that right there communicates a strong frame. So with that being said, women will still test you, right? They're going to ask you why you're wearing that shirt. Why are you talking to us? What did you get that pickup line from a book? How many phone numbers did you get tonight? What's up with your shoes? Things like that. So we have certain frame control reversals. And this is literally my favorite thing to talk about when it comes to frame control is these reversals essentially flip it back on her in a way that passes her test without supplicating to her, which means kissing her ass or as the 40-year-old virgin movie said, putting the pussy on a pedestal, which we never want to do. So when they challenge you, there's four different things that you can do to get through the challenge, okay? The first one is what I call agree and amplify. Agree and amplify means just that. You agree with what she said, and then you amplify it times 10,000. So if she says to you, you're gay, aren't you? You say, I'm so gay. I sucked 200 dicks yesterday. My jaw is killing me today. Okay, so what you've done is you've agreed with what she said, that you're gay, and you amplify it by 10,000, which means... I suck 200 dicks. My jaw is really sore. And then she laughs and knows that you didn't buy into her frame. Buying into her frame would have meant you explaining yourself to her. Like, no, I'm not gay. Like, I'm totally heterosexual. I really like girls, which would have killed her attraction because she's controlling it and you're reacting to her. I mean, reacting to women in a way where you're getting emotional, you're putting a lot of energy into it. You're trying to explain yourself to her basically communicates that she's the one who has the frame. So agree and amplify is one of my favorite ones to use. And once again, boys, that's just simply agree with it and then make it 10,000 times worse. Yeah. Okay. Let, so let's do one. I want you to give it to me. I want to, let's, let's play a little role play. All right. Say something to me and I'm going to try to be quick on my feet and do an agree and, uh, and amplify. Is this what you say to all the girls? Oh my God. Yeah. In fact, I, I just said it to someone five minutes ago. Actually, I, you see that girl over there? See her right there? Here, turn around. Yep. Look, that girl. Yeah. I said it to her. I, in fact, you know, I got her number too. So she's probably coming over later, but you know, we'll see what happens. Absolutely. Perfect. I like the one too, like, cause girls always say this to me, Trip. They're always like, is this what you say to all the girls? And I'm always like all the girls. I even said it to my grandma last night. It was a little bit uncomfortable. So That's you see great. how when they say like, how many numbers did you get? I always say I got nine numbers, one more, and I would have had a full phone number. Right? That one really kills. But you always want to make it like a thousand times worse. How many girls have you talked to? I've talked to like 560. My goal is 600. So only 40 more to go. Hopefully We're so I get close. It. We're so close. We're so close. After you see all those other girls, I'm going, going, going. And you just amplify it, amplify it. And that shows her that 
you're not buying into her reality, which means you're controlling the frame. And by the way, good job, man. That's exactly how you pass that one. So the next one. Wait, real it, quick. What about this? I just thought of something. This is something that I would, I would test out and do too. What about just hard, like in that case, I mean, if she called you gay, agree and exaggerate or agree and amplify like that, that's the only way to go. But in the one that you gave me, if she's like, do you say this to all the girls? What if you just deadpan, look at her right in the eyes and just say, yes. Mm -hmm. Like imagine that, like imagine in that case, that would completely throw her off. And I think that's fun to do sometimes. Like you want to throw them off and get them in these like weird little mindsets or these little weird interactions where, because no other guy's ever going to do that. Right. Like, of course, a green amplifier would still work very well there, but no other guy in that case would just look at her dead in the eyes and go, yes. Yep. And just like fun to do something like that, just to see her reaction, because it would make the interaction that much more interesting to her because it's a different type of interaction that she probably hasn't had. Just a thought. One thing I do that's kind of similar to that trip is like, she's drinking a drink. I'll take it and I'll, I'll drink it as I'm looking at her in the eyes and then I'll give it back to her and I won't say anything. And, and the reason this works, boys, is because you're thinking, well, how is that like agree and amplify? How does that work? It, it, it's a little bit different of agree and amplify because it's basically showing that you're unaffected, that you're the one whose reality you're interpreting and going by. So by just saying yes to her, it means like, you didn't even get into my frame at all. Yes, I say this to all the girls and I make no apologies for it. And that's why I call my podcast the Unapologetic Man Podcast. I'm, do, I'm doing what I'm doing. And if you don't like it, then beat it, right? Kick rocks with your head down. And when you're just like, yes, and you look at her and then you keep eye contact until she's the one who looks away, gangster level shit. Like that's frame control 101 right there. Boom. The next. The next one I like the next one I like to use bro this is my favorite the real question is I want you guys to get those four words tattooed on your forehead the real question is or lately trip I've been using the better question is okay so she asks you why don't you have a girlfriend which happens all the time okay what I say is the real question is why don't you have a boyfriend probably because you're a bad kisser, huh? You do the helicopter tongue maneuver, you do the jackhammer tongue maneuver, and that's why no guys like you. Then what she's going to do is explain herself to you. No, the reason I don't have a boyfriend is because X, Y, Z. You just won that frame control battle. A guy says to you, hey, bro, why are you wearing those little shorty short shorts, man? What are you, gay or something? You say the real question is, why are you staring at my legs, bro? Are you gay? So it's about flipping the tables and making it about the other person. I have this concept in my coaching called all about the other. And what you do is you flip it on them, right? So a guy questions you, and this happens a lot with dudes too. So you guys listening can get a lot out of this with like AMOGs, which is alpha male of the group or friends of yours who are kind of like a douchebag to you on a regular basis. Whenever they question you, I love to say, Hey bro, it's kind of creepy that you're so obsessed with me that you noticed X, Y, Z thing. Like you walk into a room and your boy's like, dude, why are you wearing those red shoes? You'd be like, first of all, kind of creepy that you're so focused on me that you noticed my shoes. Okay. It's a little creepy, but I'll let you go ahead and pass on that. The real question is why don't you have these shoes? These shoes are the shit, man. They're so comfortable. You're fucking failing because you don't have these shoes. So it's flipping it on the other person and making it all about them. Frame control 101 right there. Boom. I like it. And it works nicely too. You can combine that with 
agree and exaggerate, you know, like what if you did like, you know, you said, uh, you know, the real question is why are you looking at my legs, bro? Like, come on. And yeah, I know like these, these lamest shoes ever, right? Like I, I just, I, I can't believe I even I'd spent any money on these. Yeah. yeah. Just a way to not get defensive. Yeah. Yeah. Love it, man. So the third one, and this too is one of my, I love this shit trip. It's like my favorite thing to talk about. The third one is misinterpret, which is exactly as it sounds. You're misinterpreting what she said. Perfect one that I use all the time. And I'll actually sometimes wear a flamboyant shirt just so I can get this one is why are you wearing that shirt? Okay. You go up to a girl, da, 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 da. Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? Many times they'll question your clothing. Why are you wearing that shirt? Then you misinterpret it and you say, listen, I know you're trying to take off my shirt right now, but relax. We just met. So she's questioning your style, but you've misinterpreted it to mean that she's trying to get you undressed and she's attracted to you, which is frame control 101 because your interpretation of reality is the one that you're using to filter every single situation. Her interpretation is your style is shitty. Your interpretation is you're trying to get me undressed. And when we do that to women, it immediately communicates that frame control. And you can do this with a myriad of different things. A girl says, why are you here right now? You say, listen, I know you're trying to leave with me, but relax. We just met. We just met. Yeah, that's great. I need trust, comfort, and connection first. Probably a flower left on my car as well as a couple poems before you can leave with me. So slow it down there, Casanova. We just met. So that's misinterpreting. And that one is extremely powerful as well. You want me to test you on this one? Okay, hit me. Hit me. All right. So, so Trip, like, why, why do you want me to be on your podcast, man? Like, what, why? Wait, hold on, hold on. Actually, I want to give you one and I want to see how you do it. Go ahead. When you're talking to me, you seem really nervous right now. Like, are you just like really shy? So I noticed you're really focused on me, Trip. Like, you're very into kind of how I am. You attracted to me, bro. Just admit it, man. You got some attraction for me, Trip. Nice. That's yeah. great. So I'm misinterpreting. He's he's like, I noticed something about you, Mark. Well, why would he notice something about me? Hmm, let me misinterpret this because he's into me. He likes me. He's obsessed with me. And then I'm going to throw that back on him. So all these have that concept of the real question is, which is that boomerang effect all about the other. So whenever somebody questions you, question them back. And even if you need a second to think about it, Just say the four words, the real question is, and then just think about something, anything, even, and you, this is always something you could fall back on. You're obsessed with me. You're into me. You're obviously clearly very focused on me, which means you must be obsessed with me in a weird way. And that works time and time again for almost anything. Now, obviously, don't do this to your boss. Your boss is like, hey, where were those expense reports? But hey, boss, I noticed you're pretty obsessed with me, bro. Relax. (laughs) That wouldn't be good. But with females, oh my God, man, this this stuff works like gold. And it will just spike attraction just that quickly. I actually hope women will do this to me. And like I said, sometimes I'll bait them into it by wearing a silly shirt, maybe going up to her after she just saw me go up to another girl. So she says something to me like, oh, is this one of your pickup lines? And this is what I always say, Trip. when they say, is this one of your pickup lines? I say, the real question is, is that one of your pickup lines? Is that what they told you in the girly books to say to guys when they come and approach you? And time and again, because my voice is correct and my inflection goes down at the end, they will explain themselves to me. 
They'll be like, no, I, I don't say that to all the guys. It's just like, da, 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 da. And then I've won. And all the bitchiness is gone. Like that bitch shield, boom, decimated. Once you pass even just one of these things correctly with the right tone, with the right tone. Right, right. It, it's really interesting too, because I feel like the idea behind what you're saying, if we kind of zoom out, it's almost like a disqualification. Like you're disqualifying yourself. Yes. And there is something really powerful there because like you said, in different words, most guys are not disqualifying themselves. Yep. They're trying to qualify themselves. They're trying to show her that they are qualified, right? That you're qualified, that she should be attracted to you, that you yep. would be a good boyfriend, that you'd be a good date or whatever it is. You're trying to convince her and convincing a woman never works. So what you're doing, what you're teaching here, Mark, is the opposite is you're just disqualifying yourself and saying yep. like, yeah, no, that's, you know, I, I'm not an option anymore yep. based on the way that you're saying some of these things, right? The way that you're doing your tonality, that's like this kind of mini disqualification. The fact that you're making fun of them and putting it back on them, that's a mini disqualification because all of that is in a sense, I put in like air quotes, like risky because you're, giving her shit because you're not trying to convince her of anything, right? So everything really comes down to you're showing her that you don't need her and that you have other options because guys who don't have other options and are needy will do the exact opposite of everything that you just said. Comes down to outcome independence, which is one of the most attractive things a guy could be, which as Tripp just told you guys, comes down to options. I'm dating 20 girls right now. You know, I'm in myriad of conversations. So I don't need this interaction to go well. Whereas a guy who supplicates, tries to explain himself to women and tries to build rapport with them shows that he's thirsty and this girl is really important to him, which communicates no options, which is unattractive. So when a girl, let's say you're bald, right? When a girl's like, I don't date bald guys or what, what, do, you, what do you do for a living? And you're bald. Well, as Tripp just explained, when you're willing to disqualify yourself and make fun of yourself, it's highly attractive because it shows that you're not thirsty. So to my bald guys, I always tell them to tell women that they're a before, they're a before picture for a Rogaine commercial. Yeah, I'm a before picture for a Rogaine commercial because he's bald. Or guys who are short, if a woman says the objection, you're too short for me. You'd be like, yeah, I know. I'm trying to attain my life goal of being a horse jockey, I just have to shrink two more feet and I'm going to attain that goal, shows her that you don't give a shit what she yeah, thinks. You don't care, right. It's self-deprecating humor. And that communicates that all important, I don't give a shit what you think, I'm controlling this interaction. And like what your opinion of me is, I don't really care. And then that's highly, highly attractive. So counterintuitive for guys. And this is why guys do girls favors, try to sell themselves to girls and all the other bullshit that gets put us in the friend zone. But when you get girls, you get girls, which means when you have options, you no longer care about the aspect of having options. So then you get more. It's like when you release that neediness, it all floods into you. And the same thing happens with money, success, happiness. It's like you want it, but you don't need it. And that's the difference. And when you just want something, you're playful with it. And you're there with your own entertainment in mind. And then you can act correctly, which gets tons of girls into you. Yes. Yes. It's huge. Yeah. I like what you said there too. I mean, there's, 
that's a huge concept there about just being outcome independent, not caring what happens and just having fun and enjoying. I always like to say it is hard. Do you talk a lot about abundance mentality, Mark? Oh God. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's really hard to be in abundance mentality if you're not in abundance, right? right? I'm not saying you can't get there. There are little tricks you could do to try to kind of be in an abundant mindset without actually not literally being in an abundant mindset. But I'm saying this because I want guys to, yes, fake it till you make it, but do everything in, in your power to get the abundance because then you're going to really feel what it's like to have an abundant mindset. So I encourage you guys to be dating more than one woman at a time mm. so that you're not going to be acting needy and you're not going to be acting like this is your only shot because a woman can just smell it a mile away. So from, super important there. From quantity comes quality. And this is why when guys join my program, I have them on as many as four to five dating apps. I want you talking to 10 to 20 to 30 different girls because then every interaction becomes playful and outcome independent. And then every interaction is that much better. So yes. it's almost like this isn't a sniper approach. This is a shotgun approach. Now make no mistake, once you're shotgunning and talking to tons of girls, you're going to be able to qualify them, vet them, and eliminate them. And you will be able to sniper approach the girl who meets all your qualifications. But again, from quantity, meaning lots of women, comes that quality that I know all you guys want. All right, we got one more. We're kind of getting up to 30 minutes here, so we'll wrap it up with this one. The last yeah, one is to completely ignore what she said. Okay, so you're talking to a girl, she questions you, and you simply change the subject. So you're talking to a girl, and she's like, why are you drinking that feminine drink with a little umbrella in it? Now, I would love to do a reversal on it. Like The real question is, why aren't you drinking this? This thing's the shit. That's probably what I'd say. But you could just look at her, like you said, Trip. like look at her in the eyes, and then completely ignore it and ask her a different question. So you're talking to them. She's like, why are you drinking that girly drink? Isn't that for girls? Look at her for a second and be like, so where'd you guys come from? You guys are traveling from a different state. Where are you guys from? Right? You completely ignore it. Because like, if she asks you a question and you ignore it, it's almost like she didn't say it. And it, it, it communicates that your reality, your frame is so strong. You're not going to even let anything into your filter that isn't conducive to what you want to talk about. You do not explain yourself to women. So if she questions you, you're just like, sorry, we're not going down that path. We're going down this path over here, which as I stated in the initial part of this conversation is the most important thing for you to lead the conversation and completely ignoring anything she says is valid, especially when it's like a challenge, it's negative, and it's trying to get you to explain yourself to her. Yep, yep, exactly. Exactly. I want to mention something else too that you said earlier. I know we're kind of skipping around a bit, but it just came to me. Guys, don't do self-deprecation out of context. It's okay in this case, in terms of what you're doing, but just don't do it out of context because I think that makes you look weak, but in this it's fine. But anyways, back to what you're saying. Yes. Like just not giving a shit about what she's saying and you being in your own world and, and even interrupting. Like I would say you even just interrupt her. Like if you know, you can tell like she's kind of saying something that's giving you shit, just interrupt her and just change the topic altogether. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, you don't care. You just don't care what she has to say <laughs> yeah. about whatever she's about to say or whether the shit that she's giving you. 
Yeah. Yeah. Even, even, and it, you know, this can get into socially unintelligent and we always have to be careful the advice we give because it certainly takes experience and calibration. But if she's going down a negative subject matter, right, which you know is not going to build attraction, you can interrupt her and introduce something new, right? So she's complaining about her boss. Okay. She's like, oh my God, my boss did this. Now, again, guys, like you have to take it per context and you have to use your social intelligence. But it's like, if you're in a nightclub and you first met this girl and you guys have been talking for 10 minutes and then she starts complaining, this, in my opinion, is a good time to interrupt her and then bring the conversation back to something that makes her feel good. Okay. So she's like, my boss did this. Oh my God, my boss did this and this and this. You're kind of looking at her. You're kind of like a little bit frowning. And then you say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, stop, 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 stop. What was the best day of your life? Right now, what was the best day of your life? Tell me the best nice. day of your life. That's good. Okay. And it brings her boom back into emotions that are positive. And she's going to thank you for doing this. Like literally trip. And I'm sure this has happened to you after a quote unquote seduction. And you've got her back to what mystery used to call the seduction layer right? in your house, right? You'll literally have girls. Thank you. Like, thank you for taking me on that journey because you've led her to where she wants to be led to. Yep. Down positive emotions, good feelings, this experience. She doesn't want to talk about her boss. She's just getting emotionally trapped in the torrent of her emotions and you're saving her from that river and bringing her back to another path that's more positive for her and makes her feel good. So these are all really important, guys. I want to repeat the four. First one is agree and amplify. Second one is the real question is, Third one is misinterpret. And the fourth one is completely ignore. And there are more where that came from. I talk about them often on my podcast, but more specifically in my coaching program. So if you'd love to learn more about this, please check out my podcast called the Unapologetic Man Podcast. If you can spell unapologetic, you have right to all the gold (laughs) I drop on that podcast. And I've had Trip on my show many times too. He always over delivers. So if you could be so kind to check that out, I'd really appreciate it. Awesome. Guys, check it out. We'll put a link for that in the show notes. Mark, always great to have you on. You have so many gems, so much awesome stuff to share. So thanks for doing it, man. Thanks for being here. You rock. I appreciate your trip. Thanks for having me on.